Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Eagles fans? Welcome in to another edition of your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. It's Locked On Eagles, as always, part of the Locked podcast network your team every day louis dibiase gino camilleri joining you on this tuesday edition of the show we thank you for making lockdown eagles your first listen each and every day monday through friday we have a podcast for you set up on all podcast platforms as well as on youtube and on twitter at lockdown birds at gc24 underscore football at dibiase loe it's tuesday which means it's stock up stock down and gino it's going to be a lot of positives today after that big win on sunday at mile high stadium against the denver broncos you were at the game man how was the atmosphere that's one of the stadiums i've always wanted to go to it was awesome, man. And first off, excuse my voice. I'm still recovering from the other day. <laughs> That's I how was I was on yesterday's show. I was at Xfinity Live in Philly next to the stadium. Yeah. So same yeah. thing, man. <laughs> I, I totally understand, man. It was a great environment. We probably got there around four hours before the game. And as soon as we got there, we saw tons of Eagles fans. And we were sitting in a lot. And then one by one, more and more Eagles fans come in. We met a ton of great people awesome. in the stadium. It, we had a beautiful view we were about right in the corner where we could see almost a perfect all 22 view right where that Devontae Smith touchdown was right where the Darius Slay fumble was right where the blocked field goal was we were right on that end and then the sunset was going down right there at the end of the game the Rocky Mountains in the background and an Eagles victory I mean what could be better than that it was just a perfect environment and Eagles fans showed out if you listen to that TV view which I went back and did when I got home that play on the Darius Slay fumble just got progressively louder in favor of the Eagles the farther he went down the field. And it yeah. really did feel like a home game at some times. Shout out to Broncos fans, though. They were great people, great hosts, yeah. and didn't give us any problems. And yeah. we had fun back and forth with them. It was a great game to go to, though, Lou. I think that I may have saw the best defensive play and the best offensive touchdown this oh, yeah. season. Yeah, we've person. both been to some great away games because mm-hmm. I went to the one in Carolina when they made the comeback. So the Road Warriors. I baby. mean, they are Road Warriors right now. They're 4-2 and two on the year on the road. Um, they have not won a game at home. Hopefully that will change this Sunday against the New Orleans Saints. The team they're chasing right now is the sixth seed in the wild card. The Eagles currently a game back of that seven seed. And if they beat the Saints, though, they have the head-to-head against the Saints, Falcons, and Panthers, who are all in this race. It is going to be close down the stretch in both the NFC and AFC. And that's thanks in part to the Eagles getting that win against Denver. And again, it's stock up, stock down. So Gino and I are going to get into the positives and negatives of that football game. And the first two segments, Gino, are going to be stock up because most of that game was stock up. It was a lot of positives. It was one of your most complete games. I think it was their best win of the season. The Atlanta game was impressive, Detroit as well. But I think when it comes to the combination of both units playing so well um, and the quality of the opponent, I think this was the best win. And I think a lot of it had to do with how good you can feel about your quarterback for the first time, I think. Or maybe not the first time, but by far, this is the best you can feel about Jalen Hurts, right, man? And I think the stock up number one has to go to Hurts. And although the past three weeks they have changed to such a 2018 Baltimore Ravens-like run, run, run type of offense, and a lot of that had to do with Hurts not really being able to produce in a high-volume passing game, 
although that was the reason for this offense switching, the switch has really actually helped him in the passing game. A balance definitely was needed, maybe not to this level, but the balance has definitely you feel the pressure off of his shoulders right now. You can see the you know the mental clock really speeding up and the plays that he's making in the pocket, he was not making at the beginning of the season or really before this past month. I mean, the confidence is there. He made some incredible throws against Denver that are the plays me and you have been begging for all year, and that was really good to see. Even though it was only in the first half, that's all they needed because they dominated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say stock up Jalen Hurts and stock up elevating your football team from the quarterback position. Last week, Lou, according to Next Gen Stats, Jalen Hurts had a plus 7.5% completion percentage over expected. That was last week. This week, he had a Mm. 12.5% completion percentage over expected, which would put him third highest in the NFL. And on top of that, Lou, talk about his arm strength all you want. He completed the deepest ball in the air this week at 49.6 yards uh, compared to every other quarterback that we talked about. And he about could that have had another one if another it wasn't gem. for the Quez Watkins drop. Absolutely. I think that might have been his best throw of the season in between mm-hmm. a, a deep safety in that corner who was all over Quez. Like he dropped it in a bucket. Yeah, I mean, that stat's impressive, Geno, too. You look at Jalen Hurts has posted a 90-plus QBR in back-to-back games. No other quarterback has done that this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, that first half. He was 15 of 20 for 228 yards and two touchdowns. Like it's only one game and he's building off two really strong performances and you need to obviously more than two games, but that's the type of performance. Like, you know, there's different wins, right? The lions Mm -hmm. win didn't really tell me much about hurts actually told me, you know, some negative things, honestly, about how they felt about hurts, but this type of win, this type of performance is for me, if this keeps happening, then I'm like, okay, hold off on the quarterback talk for the draft and for veterans and that kind of stuff. If you have a guy playing like that already on your team and he can string those performances along, which is an ask now that needs to happen. But if that's the case, I mean, that guy against Denver, I'll take as my quarterback every week. And the thing that we've been asking about him, Lou, I would say the big three questions, arm strength, consistency in the pocket, Pocket and to have a balance to his run and pass game. I thought this was one of those games that checks all three of those boxes. And I point to that very first drive, Lou. He picks up the very first down of the, the very first, first down of the game Mm -hmm. with his legs. And then he goes and he could sling the ball down the field, puts up a gorgeous ball to Devontae Smith on that next drive when they needed a touchdown. He figured out that balance of when to sit in the pocket and when to get outside the pocket. That play to Quez Watkins, he sat in there, didn't phase him at all that with the pressure that was in his face and made that excellent throw. And I think the one thing that really shows the confidence that Jalen Hurts is playing with goes to that Devontae Smith play where last week against the Chargers, he Devontae Smith was doing this, put some loft on it, right? What did yeah. Jalen Hurts do against one of the best rookie cornerbacks in the league? He gave his wide receiver a chance to make a play, mm-hmm. and Devontae Smith came up with two unbelievable yeah can we can we just do stock up Devontae yeah just perfect transition man I mean so Gino the Eagles have had some pretty good wide receivers throughout Mm -hmm. the years right Deshaun Jackson's one of the best deep threats of all time Jeremy Macklin was a great do-it-all wide receiver Alshon Jeffrey in that 2017-2018 stretch Mm -hmm. incredible Nelly was good that stretch as well they've had some great tight ends but 
Devontae Smith doesn't give me DJX vibes, Macklin vibes, Alshon Jeffrey vibes. This, and it's early on, obviously, and I'm not comparing him already to a Hall of Fame. Two Hall I know of what famers, you're going to say, and I like this, it. I like this, it. Yes, this is a player that I think you're going to look back at his career, and it's going to be more in the Harold Carmichael, Terrell Owens field, mm-hmm. and not the DJX, Macklin, Jeffrey type of field. You know what I mean? This is not, this is an, that's, the, all those guys combined, it's it's Macklin's strengths and DJ's strengths combined, and Alshon's too, high-pointing mm-hmm. the football, making plays down the field. Like All those guys combined, that's what makes a star receiver. That's what Carmichael was. That's what T.O. was. That's what Devontae looks like, man. He is as advertised, and he was so – I mean, you saw the game live, and you were in that corner of the end zone. That catch was incredible. He is just on fire right now, and PFF has him as the number one graded receiver throughout the last month, and he jumped Jamar Chase for the highest-graded rookie receiver now on the year. I couldn't And I know how I can see the right. smile on your face because you've been, been saying this since right. 2018. Been, I have, and I thought it was fitting, and I said this on the Locked On NFL show after the game on Sunday – it was fitting that they went up and played Jerry Judy, a guy who got selected the year before out of mm. Alabama, yeah. somebody that was talked about that can do it all and did everything, still trying to find his footing in the NFL. You talk about, you mentioned Terrell Owens, right? The yeah. first year impact. Not many wide receivers could come in right away and impact the team in that first year. I think we've only seen it a few times in Philly and done it to like that QB one extent. I think the Alshon season in 2017 was definitely a a good one, not a great one, but one that we've seen recently, the Terrell Owens season for sure. But we've seen a collection of one, one B one B guys matching together. We haven't had like this one, a one, a plus type of guy. And he, Lou, he does it everywhere and he plays every position blocking. He goes down the field. He goes on short bubble screens. He can do everything and he does it like it's his job. And he Mm -hmm. does it better than most people who have been doing it for years. And I don't think that's an overstatement. People are recognizing that people are understanding what this kid can do. And Pat Sertain, his teammate at Alabama the guy who Bama on Bama on Bama crime. It was uh, right Hertz before to him. Smith. Yeah. yeah, just picked right before him. That was a big test. Bo Breck from Locked On Cardinals, Locked On NFL, asked me, "Is Devontae Smith enough? Is one guy enough? Prove me otherwise." He's been carrying the load the last couple weeks, Lou. Yeah. I mean, prove me. It makes otherwise. a lot easier. You don't have to have a, both a Deshaun and a Macklin. You can combine that right. into one. And player. you don't have and to now, scheme guys open now. Like yeah. you have a true man beater, a true zone mm-hmm. beater, a true guy that can beat those double teams and go up and make Randy Moss. That was a. Yeah. Mo- I mean, I'm like that's that's a Randy Moss catch right there. Mm-hmm. Like go up and just post. He's too skinny guy. though. People said, you know, yeah, he's he not gonna strong get enough off those plays. If a guy's Doesn't, film looks good and he wins the Heisman, he's yeah. probably going it's just to another have a example of, in the NFL. It's just, you know, it's another example of people reading into things too much yeah. overanalyzing during the draft process after the season. And Devontae mm. is a perfect example of sometimes the tape, you know, sometimes it can lie, but most of the time it doesn't. And that's definitely the case with Devontae. The definitely film, brother. Yep. Yes, sir. Gino, we're going to continue the stock up section in segment two. Uh, first, today's show is sponsored by Beachbound. In life, we're all bound for different things. With Beachbound.com vacations, you can be bound for adventure, bound for passion, bound for discovery, or bound for togetherness, bound for immersion, for rejuvenation. 
you may be bound for encountering the unexpected. Personally, I'm at the beach resort. I'm bound to end up at the poolside bar or maybe creating my own taco flight. As long as I've got a good view and a good drink in my hand, I'll be happy as can be. And with beachbound.com, you and I can find the perfect beach vacation for you, no matter what you're looking for. What are you bound for? Visit beachbound.com today. This is Locked On Eagles, Louis DiBiase and Gino Camilleri joining you on this Tuesday edition of the show. And guys, it is stock up, stock down. We thank you for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day. Obviously, after that blowout win against the Denver Broncos, stock up to quarterback Jalen Hurts, stock up to wide receiver Devontae Smith. But Gino, this was a collective effort. There were so many impressive things in this game outside of those maybe your two best players um, on this football team right now um, on the coaching staff on offense and defense, who's somebody else that really impressed you in that win. I look at the defense and before I think you're going to mention this player. So I might hold off. I want to give a big no, shout go out. ahead and talk about him. Cause I'll I know it. you're going to, but I want to give a shout out to this entire 2021 rookie class. Yeah. I think every single guy that was in that game, made an impact play at some point. Patrick Johnson, I think it's an underrated play. That play oh, he, he made. Where, him on the yes, where one, yeah. he almost picked the ball off, and then he two, did. he made a big tackle for loss. Just getting those little plays from guys like that is huge. Landon Dickerson, I saw you tweet your apology mm-hmm. to the kid. Lou, yeah. he looks unfreaking believable on that offensive line, man. Teron Jackson has come in there and put up some good snaps. Made some good plays against matters. the run on Sunday, for sure. I think this class and last year's class, Lou, have continued to put confidence in my mind that they might have hit on some of these guys that we've been asking for for the longest time. You could throw Quez Watkins into last year's class, too. So many different young football. Let's say. Stock up to the youth. The youth movement is just yes. in full swing yeah. more than it has ever been, and I'm here for it, man. They played fast. They played physical. They played like they had a chip on their shoulder. They weren't slow and plodding around like we saw the last few years, man. They were early on in that game, and I knew it was going to be a good tone setter. They were buzzing to that football. Even though they were allowing the ball to go down the field a little bit, they were buzzing to that football, yeah. laying big hits, always being around the ball. That's what you want to see out of a defense. And then the impact players on offense as well. The youth is is hitting its stride. And I think it's mm. a perfect time right here for yeah. this little playoff run that we might see here down the stretch. Yeah, and I want to highlight Landon Dickerson because 100%. I think it was justified early in the year to feel bad about that pick. You know, Dickerson was banged up. Then he was struggling at right guard. You watch guys the Eagles passed on, like Asante Samuel Jr., Jeremiah Wusu-Kormoa, really dominating. It didn't feel good early on. But since Dickerson has made the move to left guard after Isaac Samalu went down, Gino, he's been, like you said, really freaking good, especially the last month, especially on the ground, like seeing him pull on Sunday and making plays on the second level was impressive. But it's not just that, like he's growing in pass protection as well. Mm-hmm. Um, through the first four starts, he had allowed 16 pressures and four quarterback hits the last five games. So an extra game, he's only allowed five pressures and two QB hits. And that's it. If you well, can hit on pressure Dickerson, game, that's I yeah. mean, for a rookie, that's unbelievable. Right. And so if you can hit on him and Jordan Maialata, like that replaces, you know, Jason Peters long-term mm-hmm. and Jason Kelsey, I maybe your your heartbeat of the offense throughout the 2010s. I mean, that's such a huge get if you mm-hmm. can. And that's why I understand the logic of taking a risk on a guy like that because if you can hit on offensive linemen like that, 
I mean, you see how beneficial it's been to have Jason Kelsey for a decade and to have Jason Peters for as long as you did. It makes sense. And so Dickerson has been, I mean, like you said, the entire rookie class, and there's some guys in the, in the 2020 class that have looked good as well um, that we'll talk about. But um, overall, they've all looked great. But Dickerson's the guy I wanted to highlight today because, um, again, early on it didn't look great, but it's, it's looking good right now. And, again, you got to always give credit to Stoutland. And and the thing is, Lou, we had mentioned that he's replaced Isaac Sayumalu, who before that injury yeah. was having a pretty good season. He was. So now yeah. the optionality is even greater because one, Isaac has a very, very team friendly contract. How how he signed yes. that deal a couple of years ago was beyond me. For I think that's gonna be play. how Myalata's contract looks, yeah. Sweat's contract as yep. well. And yeah. then if Kelsey does retire, it's an easy transition. You see the traits in Landon, his ability to pull, mm -hmm. his ability to understand the blocking assignments in zone, his ability to get to the second level, all of that translates very well to the role that Kelsey does play for this team. So if you can have the entire left side of your offense locked up, have impact level players that can come in and play at right guard and do it decently well in Jack Driscoll and even Sua Opetter, Nate Herbig, and Lane Johnson, yeah, you could probably add a couple more late round picks. Isn't it crazy, man? To that, that like, offensive line yeah. and be good for Isn't a couple crazy more years. That an offensive line can lose... Jason Kelsey, Jason Peters, Brandon, Brandon Brooks. Because eventually – Over I think, multiple seasons, Lou. Not right. just one year, multiple right. times. And the fact that you'll still have four-fifths of your line intact, and it's not just intact, but it's <laughs> yeah, still man. one of the best units in football, that doesn't happen a lot. Mm -hmm. I mean, so – the And Eagles the tight are, ends. Dude, Jack yeah. Stahl and Tyree Jackson, after Goddard went out of that game – Block their butts off, man. Like they got it done. And it's just, it's the mindset that Stoutland brings to that offensive line, dude. Like he, he, I loved the post game clip where he's right in the middle of the huddle, breaking it down with these guys. It's like, yeah. that's what you want in a position coach, somebody who these guys fight for and can develop these guys. This guy, Talk about a quarterback factory. Throw that. They are a true offensive line yes. factory. The offensive line factory. You can like you can put that on a shirt. Put that on. We might have to print that shirt, Lou. Yeah. Offensive line. Factory, yeah, that, that could be it. Uh, Gino, let's go on the defensive side of the football. Who impressed you on Sunday in Denver on defense? I was trying to figure out because in the stadium I couldn't hear the broadcast. I didn't know what was going on. Who forced that fumble on the Darius Slay play? Glad you said this because I wanted to Davion talk about it. Davion freaking Taylor, baby. Talk about a guy who everybody was just writing him off with the injuries. I know we're quick to write him off here in Philly. But a, a true athlete who was so raw in his football understanding and how quickly in this short I mean, just over half of a season, Lou, he has had transformed his game. He's went from barely playing any snaps to the beginning of the season to being one of the two base linebackers. Hats off to TJ Edwards as well, who's played a heck of a good football game yes, the past has. few weeks. But Davion Taylor, man, he's setting the tone. Like I talk mm -hmm. about guys flying to the football. It was that first Davion Taylor play when he just stepped up and laid the boom, and he does it everywhere, Lou. He's, he's always around the football. He's always at the football. It's like, you know, during the preseason, Alex Singleton was a guy that it just felt like he right. was at every play. He was involved. And that has been what Davion Taylor has felt like the last, I would say, three or four weeks. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, that's so huge because – for the first time in a long time, it feels like you might have a guy 
at this position long term. That really, I mean, even when it was Nigel Bradham and Jordan Hicks, it didn't feel like, okay, this is a guy you could have for a long time. Mm -hmm. Taylor, like you said, forced that fumble and he has just been continuing to grow. This is why, look, it seemed like a reach in the third round last year when they took him, but this is why me and you had him Bet ranked higher than most people. Bet on and, traits, babe. Yeah, I mean, me and you prioritize upside, and it was seen as a riskier play, and it certainly was, but this is why me and you had him higher than most, and so did the Eagles, because it was a lower floor, but this ceiling is what a modern-day linebacker should look like, and he has looked like that. Yeah, and I think that's a perfect way to look at it. It's the modern-day linebacker. And mm -hmm. what these linebackers have to do isn't just put their hat down two downs on rundowns and fill a gap. No, they have to go out and defend Noah Fant. They have to go out and play right. man coverage on Noah Fant and some of the top tight ends in the NFL. And also, they have to cover tons of ground to make sure that they're setting the edge in this defense where the linebackers are responsible for filling those gaps in the run game. He has to do a lot of different things, Lou. And I think he went early on in the season looking like a guy who's playing slow, a bit behind, to a guy who is beating players to their landmark, is beating guys to the football in the pass game. This is why you bet on true athleticism. A guy who yeah. ran track because at the, the University of Colorado. Yeah, yes. it, once the processing matches up with the physicality. It's a dangerous game. Josh That's Sweat, Davian Taylor, Jordan Maialata. You're understanding why we talk about bet on traits, bet on size, bet on speed. Bet on overall athleticism because you can make those guys into premier football players. Right, you can coach the other stuff eventually. Mm -hmm. And the physical traits, I mean, look, it's riskier to have this philosophy uh, when you're drafting a kid in the seventh round that played rugby his whole life. But you can see a huge, uh, a bigger payoff. And yeah. so it's bigger swings. And some teams don't like that. Some teams don't want to be that kind of team. Uh, the Eagles, at least later on in rounds, they they go for it for sure. And uh, with Davian Taylor, they picked him a lot higher. So definitely stock up to Davian Taylor. And I'm glad you mentioned TJ Edwards too. Just stock up to this linebacking core. Mm -hmm. It has been the best I've seen. The last month has been the best linebacking play since what? Probably 2017 when it was Hicks, Bradham, and mm -hmm. Michael Kendricks. So, yeah, I think everybody's filling yeah. their role very well because even when yes. Singleton yeah. came in in a little bit of those, I mean, they yeah. cycle him in on a couple He's better downs. suited for what he's doing now. And Sean Bradley might be the best special teams player in the NFL. I mean, he's third in special teams tackles right now. He needs to get on the football field, Lou. That, kid, that special teams hit, I thought he killed a guy. He hit him so hard, I thought he was going to – to just take that guy out of the game. They, yeah. they have physicality at that position for the longest time, Lou. Even this season, we were watching Eric Wilson get bullied, and now oh, they're doing yeah. the bullying. If you go to a game and you're physical and you at least compete every single snap, I'm not going to be mad at the result at the end of the day. And now we're getting wins because of it, because you were being more physical at those spots. You see why you need speed and athleticism to cover the middle of the field? you got to have good linebackers in this league. And 100%. Davion, he's going to be putting the league on notice sooner rather than later.
All right, guys, we'll wrap up the show with some stock down. Coming up next, this is Locked on Eagles, Louis DiBiase and Gino Camilleri. Guys, this episode of Locked on Eagles is brought to you by an incredible app that everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's GetUpside. Our listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore get cash back using get upside we see the gas prices going up let get upside help you out just download the app for free and use the promo code touchdown to get up to 50 cents per gallon in cash back on your first tank some people who drive a lot like i do are making as much as two to three hundred dollars a month in cash back and there's no catch the cash back gets added right to your account you can cash out anytime to your bank account paypal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Once again, just download the free GetUpside app and use our promo code TOUCHDOWN. Guys, this is Locked On Eagles, Louis DiBiase, Gino Camilleri. It's Stock Up, Stock Down. We're wrapping up the show with Stock Down. And, uh, you know, again, Gino, I want to do two segments of Stock Up because, I mean, there hasn't been many times this year that the Eagles have put together such a complete performance like they did on Sunday against Denver. So it was mostly all positive. I would say there's just a few things that you could be nitpicky with. And I mean, one very disappointing aspect still of this team. Uh, we talked a lot about the positives in these last two draft classes. You're seeing the past month, like Davian Taylor looks good. Jalen hurts looks good. We didn't even mention, I mean, Kayvon Wallace blocked a field mm. goal in, in that I forgot game. Milton Williams as well. Milton a, Williams made some really too, yeah. nice plays as well. And then, of course, the, the rookie class with Devontae Smith and Landon Dickerson. One guy, though, that just continuously, no matter what, regardless of the amount of snaps he's getting, is just is not even being the role player that me and you are trying to change expectations for is Jalen Rager. I mean, once again, only one catch. You have have that nice yards. catch, though. It was a nice yeah, catch. Yeah, I mean, it was a nice catch on third down, but – it was only one catch for 12 yards. They again tried to use him in the reverse game. He lost mm. eight yards on the one play. He just he doesn't look like the best option, even in that role. It feels like you yeah. have two better receivers, and maybe even Kenny Gainwell is better in that role right now. And it's unfortunate because, you know, if even Rager, again, I'm not even asking him to be a, a top receiver, but if he could just be a low-end wide receiver too, or even like what, mm. you know, not even 2017 Nelson Aguilar, but like 2018, if that's all he could, or like 2017 Torrey Smith, that would still really help this football team out. And he just can't even get to that level. And that that's disappointing that, you know, even for Jay Jaw playing nice in special teams this year, that you have a second round pick in 2019 and 2020 of a first round receiver and neither guy can really help you on offense is kind of unfortunate. Right. And I don't even know, like J. Joe does play well on special teams. J. Joe's probably more valuable right now than Rager, to be honest Dude, with you. I mean, because Rager their, stinks on returns too. Their return game is unwatchable. It's horrible. It's Which unwatchable. Because you have like five guys that should be able to do this really well. Like there's no excuse. Yeah, I kept tweeting about this bad special teams play, and then everybody no tweets sense. at me about the one block. And then the next play, they can't cover a punt, and they return yeah. it for a ton of yards. It's just bad all around, and – the, I think the thing right now with Jalen is still him trying to figure out his role. And like, that's going to lead to you maybe thinking more than you are really truly playing. And I think sure. that might be the discrepancy with him right now, because when he goes out there and then he makes that one nice sideline catch where he has to adjust his body, it's like, yeah, dude, just don't go mm. out there and overthink it and do that. Like you yeah. can do it. Like you have the physical skill set to go out there and do that. And I think, the whole reverse game and getting wide receivers involved behind the line of scrimmage 
I'm in the camp of never starting to play behind the line of scrimmage. Well, especially going when back you're to not go forward. Like, no. Gino, and they can't like, do it well. They don't do it yeah. well. Yeah. And Rager's not he doesn't have the wiggle of most guys with that speed. Like he is stiff. He has really good long, like straight speed. Yeah. But when you're a guy that needs to make people miss, that isn't really even Rager, to be honest. So even Quez that area, Devante. right? Yeah, so like, I sure. get that. I get that. That's you're using Rager in that way because that's how he can get the football. Those other guys can win in other areas, but those other guys are better even at that role right now. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, I, th I think you're right. It's fi figuring out role, but just right now he's just not productive at all. And so I would definitely say stock down to Jalen Rager. Yeah, I think he's one of those players that you would like to see more, especially in a spot where Dell Goddard does go out of that game. Right. You, you want to use a role play. Yeah. yeah, and you're going to have to play 11 personnel out of necessity at that point. Mm -hmm. They got Kenny Gainwell involved more in the passing game. They like to get their back, which I'm fine with. Like, If you have to supplement having one less receiver on the field, taking Jalen Rager off to get the receiving ability of Boston Scott and Kenny Gainwell on the field – I'm down for that because those two individuals are playing out of their minds right now. I don't yeah. think we mentioned the running game in stock up still, but that they were killing it as well. And you're not going to give the ball. We talked about this to guys that aren't efficient. You're going to find right. your efficient players in Devonte Smith, Dallas Goddard, Kenny Gainwell, the backs, these guys that are getting yards. You're not going to go to the guys that you have to just get them a play just because like, don't do that. I mean, no. Yeah. That's not what you want. That's on a the thing. Eventually, that's eventually, how you go backwards. Right. I know eventually like he's a first round pick and he's only in year two, but you can't, you can't eventually play a guy, but just based on draft status and mm -hmm. you know, we're not there yet, but it's not really looking great. Uh, Gino, one other thing on offense for stock down, it's not really because of him, but you know, you mentioned Kenny Gainwell. I, I wrote an article today for our partner, Fox 43. And it was, you know, what are the Eagles going to do in the backfield when Miles Sanders comes back? Because Jordan Howard looks so good right now. And so does Boston Scott. And it feels like Gainwell's already fallen out of favor. And now that when Sanders comes back, it's like, I mean, what is his role? I don't even know. I think they I mean, put him in the slot. If Jalen's not, yeah, maybe you produce. Yeah, that's a really good idea. Actually, I, I mean, never, if I mean, Rager's yeah. not going to produce, and sure. Kenny, he does a fantastic job in the receiving game. You're not going to take that athleticism. I off never of even the thought field. about that. That's a really good point. I yeah. think it's one of the things that they might look to do because even before the season, they were talking about that. I mean, people had him as a wide receiver. Some people coming out of college over being a running back. Yeah, and if you have those three backs that are going to be good you still can't take Kenny Gainwell off of the field because he did produce in spots the last couple of weeks. Even when his targets were reduced, even when his snaps were reduced, he's still one of these efficient players. And I think that's the we talk about this service academy style of football. Get more running backs out there. I mean, the creativity that Seriani has shown the last few weeks, Lou, I think with more backs out there, that will present you more opportunities to condense those formations to open up the field and throw because you condense the throw, you spread to run. So yeah. if they can do that type of formula, I love Kenny on those crossers, man, where he's like the third the third uh, read in as the check down on one of those levels routes, which they love to run with Jalen. He's going to pick up yards in that 10 times out of 10, most likely, because he's mm -hmm. going to be a better athlete than a linebacker. And we talk about filling that Darren Sproles role. We haven't filled that role in so many years and not the same offensive play caller, but in the NFL, 
Nick Sirianni has seen that in his backs that he had in San Diego yeah. and in Indianapolis, these multifaceted type of guys. He said Naeem Hines was one of his favorite backs. What is Naeem Hines' role? Yeah. Pat, catching the football. So I don't think Kenny Gainwell is going to go out of favor. I, it, it is stocked down simply because of a touch's purposes, but I don't right. think – his game hasn't depleted. No, at all I don't think so either. Means. Yeah, no. And I think, you know, I don't know if he's going to stock down in the sense. I don't think, you know, when there's only one running back out there, he'll be mm -hmm. the guy out there a lot. But when they're using 21 personnel, 22, like right. you even said, he maybe, did get a few series last game. Yeah. Though. Like, I think did, like if you're going to have two backs out there, he's probably the second guy, just like you said, based on right. what he can do pre-snap mm -hmm. motion, motion him out in reduced splits inside. But yeah, you're, give you're him right, those reverses instead no, of you're, Jalen Yeah, Rager. you're right though. Maybe even like when you have three receivers out there, I mean, Gainwell as a slot receiver, I mean, like you said, coming out of Memphis, people said he could do that. So yeah, that's something really sets, interesting. Like he's a guy I yeah. want out wide. 100%. I agree. I agree. All right, Gino, we're going to kick it back up tomorrow. We got a show for you on Thursday as well. Uh, locked, uh, I should say crossover Thursday with Locked on Saints and uh, Ross Jackson. We also have Mark Schofield joining us on Locked on QB1 on Friday as well. So a jam-packed week of shows right here on your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, Locked on Eagles. Guys, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well, and on Twitter. Follow us at LockdownBirds, at DBLCLOE, and at GC24 underscore football. We thank you for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. For my co-host, Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. As always, thank you for downloading, thank you for listening, and let's go Birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.